what makes you want to invest in someone? Like this is somebody that you want to promote inside your organization or on your team, or you, you, you want to give them a chance, or you're really interested in developing them, or you, you think there's a bright future for them inside your organization, on your team, in your industry. And, you know, you can turn around and apply those, that, that same question to yourself. What would cause somebody else to want to invest in you or to bet on you or give you um, a higher profile or to um, g- give you more opportunity, again, at, at the company you work at now or in that industry or anywhere, really? And there are four things, and I, I want to see what you think about my list. There are four things on my list, and you might want to add one or take one away, but that's what I want to talk about in this episode. This is the Decide to Lead podcast, the podcast for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ways to more effectively influence others as they try to deliver results. I am Russ Hill. Welcome into this episode. I'm coming to you, um, obviously not from the home a studio, the home office. I'm on the road again, which is kind of crazy. I, uh, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that just within the last couple of weeks, I went on my first uh, business trip. In fact, the first trip I've taken on an airplane um, since COVID-19 um, shut everything down in March. And uh, my first business trip, my first time on an airplane, first time in a hotel room, um, an on-site meeting with a client was uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And at that time, it was funny because I I flew home from that. My wife was asking, hey, when's your when's your next trip? When do you think you're going to go on the road again? I'm like, oh, it's not going to be it's not going to be quite quite some time because the organizations that are clients of ours, most of them are still the vast majority of them, like 99% are doing all virtual meetings. Everybody's working remotely on site unless they have a factory or manufacturing plan or something like that. And then they've got people obviously on site there, but, but they've got a lot of people that aren't there that are working remotely. And so I told her, I said, oh, that's going to be a long time. Well, <laughs> little did I know that uh, less than two weeks later, I would be on an airplane again. Um, and so I'm coming to you tonight from my hotel room about to wrap up the day. This time it's internal company meetings. Um, we've got a new CEO of our firm and uh, our first meeting with him um, is tomorrow. So um, a group we call the senior partners inside our firm. Um, there are six of us, six or seven of us. Um, he wants to meet with us tomorrow as we kind of look out at the future of the firm. And uh, I, I think I shared in this podcast uh, before we're owned by private equity. And so they're obviously they've been trying to scale us and grow us over the last few years. And and uh, and like like almost every organization, well, like every organization, we've been impacted by uh, COVID-19 and business travel and it was scary or at least like crazy um, weird for a month or so. But uh, the last few months have been awesome um, as everything shifted virtually. And, and uh, anyway, so we're, we've got a strategy session tomorrow in person, which I'm, uh, I'm super excited about. So I'm on the road again, um, coming to you um, from my hotel room tonight. So here, here's what I wanted to talk about in this episode real quickly is four things that as I, as I think about people that I've invested in, as I've led teams and as I've um, you know, helped run organizations, 
Um, and and as I now, you know, over the last several years have worked as a consultant, working with leaders of Fortune 500 companies and, and advocating for certain people inside those organizations based on what I'm seeing, um, there are four things that come to my mind for why I would invest in someone, why I would become a champion of theirs, why I would what they would do that would cause me to advocate for their influence inside an organization to be to to grow and them to be put on a bigger stage. And I think these are four things that I um, have at times demonstrated that have caused me to have uh, opportunities come my way or to be given a bigger stage to play on. So I'm going to go through four of them. And uh, I don't know how many of you f- are familiar with 4-H, which uh, when I was growing up in Texas, there was a 4-H club at school. And uh, you typically find 4-H clubs uh, out in rural rural areas or um, areas that have uh, some cowboys or uh, whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. It's agricultural. Uh, you see the 4-H, the 4-H club. Um, so if you're not familiar with that, um, some of you, when I say this, might think of the 4-H club. If you went to school that had that, um, it's typically the farmers, the ranchers, the cowboys, that kind of stuff were, were, in, the 4-H, were in the 4-H club at school. Um, and so I've got 4-Hs that have nothing to do with that, of course, nothing to do with agriculture, um, but that I think um, cause us, have caused me as a leader to invest in other people. Okay, here's the first one. So I'm going to go through my four, and I want you to listen to them, and I want you to say, okay, what did I miss? And then I'll tell you how I want you to get a hold of me and add one to the list. Or you could just think about it. You don't even have to reach out to me. You could just think about it in your head. What what would be on your list? If you had to come up with a list of three or five things that cause you to want to cause you to be a champion of somebody that's rising in your organization or that have caused you to be um, given greater opportunities or to have a brighter future, what would be on that list? So here, here are my four. They all start with H. The first one is hunger. Absolutely, hunger has got to be on the list, right? And when I, when I think of hunger, what I'm talking about is you have, like, you're passionate about the uh, – about success, you are driven to, uh, to to try to succeed in whatever industry it might be. You you're anxious to learn. You 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 will you you just you just I mean you're you just have it oozing out of you that when I talk to you or I see you at work or I'm chatting with you, it's clear to me that you are driven to try to you're going someplace. I guess is the best way to describe it with hunger. You're you're definitely on the move. You're not somebody who's um, complacent. You're not somebody who lacks urgency. You're not somebody who's just kind of coasting through life and this is kind of a job or you're kind of filling this space. No, you have hunger. So that'd be my first H, hunger. The second one would be humility. Humility, a- that absolutely. And, you know, we talk a lot, I talk a lot about one of the challenges of leadership is to balance humility and confidence, right? Because I think if you're if if you're so humble, and you you could fill in or use a different word here, but I think if 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 you're and humility to me is a is a strength. So what what would be the word like you're you're uh, you're not driven or you really don't have um, competence. 
you, uh, gosh, I'm, 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 I'm coming up short on the word, but if you're, if you're overly humble and I, that's not what I mean. That's not the best way to say it, but hopefully you'll know what I mean. If you're overly humble to where like you have no confidence at all and you're just going to be pushed over or you, you really don't have, you can't make decisions and, and you're timid. I think timid's a good word. So humility is good. Being timid is not. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So, so humility to me is curiosity. It's thinking, you know, the answer, but instead of starting the meeting with a sentence that ends in a period, you start it with a sentence that ends in a question mark. Last night we were driving home with my 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 family. We were driving home from my mother-in-law's house. It was Sunday, and we were uh, we had dinner with her and and um, spent part of the day with with her, which we typically do on Sundays, and do a little home church service since we can't go to church every Sunday right now. And um, and we share a thought and do that kind of thing. And so we'd spent the afternoon, about half the day with her, and we were driving home. And I was talking to my kids about, uh, <laughs> yes, this is what I bring up in the car. After we talk about the normal stuff, I typically, I want to talk to them about change. And uh, actually, a, a topic I did several episodes ago about kind of the change mindset and how when, when change is thrust upon you, how do you make sure that you're taking advantage of it rather than being derailed by it? How, how do you learn from it? How do you grow? How do you expand your influence from the change that's co- happened in your life rather than just kind of rolling with it and not really gaining from it? And so I was talking to my kids about this, and I, as I was leading the discussion in our car as we were heading home, I thought, you know, there are several points I want to make to my kids. A few of them are teenagers. And, and, and I thought, no, Russ, start it with questions. Ask a few questions and gauge their, their, uh, their level of understanding of this and then reinforce what they say rather than start with sentences that end with a period or exclamation mark, right? And I would, they, they had great comments. It was a really interesting discussion. The same is true in our organizations or on our teams, right? Humility is leaving enough space in the room for others, not taking up all the space in the room. It's leaving oxygen in the room, not sucking all the oxygen out of it. It's not claiming authorship of every great idea, but rather even when you were the one who originated the idea on your team or in your organization, you seek to give credit to someone else. And uh, so it's all of those things, right? You know what I'm talking about with humility. So I want to champion. I want to promote. I want to help develop people who have humility. They've got hunger. They've got humility. The third age is hustle. And I thought about taking this one out because hunger and hustle are similar, but they're not identical because some people hustle, but they lack hunger. And let me see if you agree with me on this. What I mean by that is some people work hard. They put in lots of hours, but they really don't know where they're going or they don't have a plan uh, for success. And so hunger to me is is kind of confidence, like I talked about earlier. And hustle is more, okay, you, you might know where you're going and you're driven and you've got ideas and you've got a lot of hunger, but if you're not willing to put in the work, well, then you, you lack hustle, and I need to see hustle from you. Otherwise, 
I, I can't champion you. I can't promote you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be some, I'm not going to be one of your cheerleaders. I'm not going to be one of your advocates in an industry or in an organization or wherever it might be. So the third H is hustle. And then the fourth H, uh, originally when I was going to record this podcast, I had three, hunger, humility, hustle. And then I thought, no, Russ, that's not everything. There is, especially in some, I think in entry-level positions or lower-level positions in a company, if you have those three, I'm pretty good with it. I, uh, I, I, I'm going to lean because I was thinking skills, right? The skills you have. And there are some positions that absolutely that's critical. You have to have a stir- certain skill set. Those are the exception, not the rule, right? When it comes to leadership, skill set is not absolutely critical. There's some jobs in leadership that, yeah, you've got to know how to do this. You've got to have specialty training in this area. You've got to be a specialist more than a generalist. But the higher up you go on an org chart in any organization, the more, I think this is generally true, the more of a generalist you need to be rather than a specialist. I think being a specialist limits you. The lower level, you got to be a specialist in, in some organizations. But then as you go up the org chart, in most organizations or most industries, not all of them, then it, you need to be more of a generalist. So hunger, humility, hustle, I think, is really strong. But then the fourth H that I thought, yeah, ab- as I thought more about this, I thought, yeah, this absolutely needs to be on the list. I wrote down as history, history. And when I say history, I mean wisdom. What have you learned from the experiences you've had in your career and in your life? And can you articulate them well? That's what I was talking to my kids about last night on the car ride home was, you know, this change mindset is that just because you've been through a lot of change in your life doesn't mean you have a lot of wisdom from it. Again, I've done a whole episode on this several episodes back. And um, and so you have to have this w- – wisdom is not an automatic from change. You, you have to seek to – you have to spend time pondering, thinking, capturing what you've learned from the change that you've experienced or something you've gone through in your career or your life. Otherwise – it's a it's it's interesting. It's a decent story, but you don't really know how to capture the learning from it and you can't you're you're limited in your ability to teach it to others. And the leaders that are really really effective are the ones that not only capture the learning from experiences they've had or change that they've experienced, not only have they captured the learning from it, but now they know how to teach it and share it. And they're seeking opportunity to do that. Um, and so history to me is wisdom. It's experience. It's probably you could put some skills underneath that. Have you done this before? Have you done that before? And so to me, history is a really interesting word. I like how broad it is compared to wisdom or compared to skill or compared to knowledge or compared to um all those things. So my four H's of um, what I look for in somebody that I'm going to champion, advocate, a- advocate, um, get behind, try to elevate. They are hunger. They have hunger. They have humility. 
they hustle and they have a history that makes them um, someone that I think um, can lead in a broader way or at a higher level. So I think one of the takeaways, I guess a couple of things I'd have you think about as I wrap this up. One is, what did I miss? (laughs) What's not on the list or what would you disagree with? And again, you guys know how to get a hold of me. The the link to, to, to contact me on LinkedIn is in the show notes. You can just tap on that. Um, in whatever app you're, list- you're listening to this in. I'd love for you to send me a direct message. If you think I missed something um, or if you would challenge one of those, that'd be great. Um, and if you don't reach out to me and you don't want to do that, just think about it. What's missing from the list? What would you put on your list? How would you word it differently? And, and so the first thing is what's on your list of w- w- the things that are required or necessary or needed in someone in order for you to advocate them or champion them or promote them. You ought to know that, right? You ought to sit back and think, well, what causes me to, to look at someone and say, that's a, someone who has a bright future at this company or the, in this industry or wherever. So that's number one. Number two is, how are you doing in those four areas or whatever's on your list? How are you doing? Would somebody look at you and say, yeah, you're demonstrating hunger right now? Or would they say, actually, there's some complacency or comfort creeping in? And like I've talked about and I talk about a lot, is your learning curve flattening? Is your growth curve flattening? Because that is going to happen if you're losing hunger. Then humility. How much am I answering? One of the things that... um, some of my colleagues gave me feedback about a few years ago, which was really, really helpful is with clients as we would go out and work as teams with different, you know, executive teams of different large corporations. And, uh, you know, we'd be on our drive back to the airport or going to the hotel or dinner or whatever, and we'd give each other feedback. One of the things that I would, uh, repeatedly hear is Russ, um, stop trying to share or it, this is how they said it to me. It would probably be more effective for you and more effective for some of our clients. Um, if you stopped trying to share as much wisdom as you have or ideas that you have or solutions that we have as a firm, it might be helpful if you stop sharing as much of those as many of those in every meeting as you currently do. In other words, I have so much desire to share all these things that I've learned, all these ideas and tips and solutions, and I just, I want to help, right? That's it, that's my what's driving me is I, I want to help. It, it's a good intent, but it doesn't necessarily demonstrate humility. And that's, that's not what was driving them to do it. They were, well, maybe a little bit of it was that. Actually, I'm sure part of it was me demonstrating more humility, as well as not overwhelming the person that I'm teaching, throwing, you know, putting a fi- opening the fire hose rather than just the hose, the garden hose. So how are we doing in humility? And then hustle. How are we doing in hustle? And COVID-19 has really challenged a lot of us being quarantined and having so many challenges. That has challenged so many of us when it comes to hustle. It is easier than ever in 2020 for many of us to be lazier, 
to be have less of a hustle to kind of check out. Um, and so how are we doing in hustle? And then history, what wisdom are we gaining? What is the growth curve from our career or our life look like? What is the growth curve? How, how does that graph look for the last 12, 24, 36 months? Is it flatting, flattening out? And if it is, what are we going to do about it? What are we, how are we going to disrupt ourselves in order to make that growth curve steeper right now? Because we, the older we get, the more we control that. It's actually true through all um, of, our, of our years um, here on earth. But, but you know, a lot of it in those first 18 years or 22 or 23 or 24 years of life, it's thrust upon us. If we're if we're seeking education and living with parents and that kind of stuff, there's a there's a lot of a, a lot of external force force uh, forcing us to be for that growth curve to be steep. But as we get older and as we advance in our career and we get elevated a little bit on the org chart, it's really up to us to um, to make sure that that growth curve is is steep. And uh, and those that have a job rather than a career and are uh, and aren't advancing their career anyway, well, then your history over your history is rich from 10, 15, 20 years ago, five years ago. But the history you've created or that you can show me from the last year or two or three isn't that impressive. And we have to be we have to guard against that. Man, I, I think about that all the time. So anyway, hunger, humility, hustle, history. That's my list for you. Okay, time for bed. I gotta gotta get to sleep and uh, so I can have uh, full energy tomorrow in this uh, full day of meetings. I hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, just tap on that button. You'll get every new episode delivered to your phone every Monday and Wednesday as we release them. And if you find value, like always, like I say all the time, please tell somebody, mention this podcast to a friend, post a screenshot of it in your Instagram story, Facebook, wherever, LinkedIn, wherever, uh, wherever um, you'd be willing to do that. And I thank you all uh, that have done that. All right, we'll talk to you all soon.